joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we have gone UCC crazy. Man, uh, every year, every year, I remember getting excited for like the holidays, Christmas, stuff like that, right? Yeah. You get all excited and, you know, question your parents on, you know, what, what, what they're doing. Why aren't you going with them, going to the store, stuff like that. Um, and that's the type of anticipation I have. And I forgot what it was like because of 2020, right? But, right. you know, 17, 18, 19, UCC, couple months out prior, you know, getting all the interviewers uh, on board and, you know, seeing who the competitors are, getting them on the phone, seeing what their strategy is. It's it's really fucking exciting. <laughs> it's really cool to be a part of this whole thing. You know, the the mecca of diesel performance, you know, being, you know, UCC. So that's it, man. Super cool. Couldn't have said it better myself. Guys, if you're getting ready to go to UCC and you want to make sure you don't roll up in a stock truck like a dork, uh, you're absolutely going to want to. You're absolutely going to want to grab some custom tuning for your truck. Chris, right now, Duramax Tuner, calibrated power, running $100 off. Switch on the fly switch tuning. Switch on the fly tuning, absolutely. For EFI Live and EasyLink. You said it. So give a call over at the shop, guys, 815-568-7920. If you want to talk to me, my extension's 2121. I'm just going to leave that awkward pause in the show. Okay. Uh, absolutely, guys. We have a lot of really cool stuff today. Uh, we have interviewed uh, today's guest, uh, I think, at least two times before, maybe three times before. Yeah. Uh, he was a backup at DPC 2019, the 2019. last one they had. Uh, and then was, tried was like the hell to be in 2020, and then, you know, DPC yeah. said no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly no what more. happened. So now here he is. So just another Cummins, uh, Mr. Yeah. Chris Patterson. We're not going to mess around, man. No. You guys know him. He's going to UCC. Let's talk to him. UCC 2021. You ready to fucking hang or what? I don't know, man. I just I feel like it's one of those things when you get that phone call and you're invited and you say no, you're never getting that phone call again. No, that's like when you go to a bar and someone buys you a shot and you turn it down, you're a fucking loser. Like you don't turn <laughs> down liquor, you don't turn down an invite, for sure. Yeah, I just felt like it was necessary. Yeah, well, especially everything going on with DPC, but no. We'll, we'll dive into that. Let's hit it. Yeah, no, I think we are hitting it. I think this is yeah, it. Okay. I, I think, I think of course, everybody knows we got Chris Patterson on the line. Chris, how the hell are you? I'm great, man. How are y'all? Man, living the dream. Doing good. Doing good. Um, I'm not exactly sure, like, time between recording this episode and, and it going live, but uh, I honestly just started going through UCC competitors, like, a week ago, and and when I saw your name at the top of the list, I was straight up excited. I was like, oh, good, man, because yeah. he never got a chance to prove he could do anything at DPC. So I was like, Here, here's his shot. Paul kept pointing. Paul That's kept right. pointing it at was, the it screen. Was, it was. Paul, Paul kept pointing at the screen like yeah. a little kid in a flip book. Like, oh, look, Chris Patterson, Chris Patterson. I was like, Paul, I fucking see it. Like, <laughs> I, I see what we're, we're, what you're pointing at. So how did that phone call come about? How did that invite come about? That's funny. Um, I had a message that said, Hey, this guy wants to talk to you. And I figured it was like everything else where Instagram people and Facebook people just want to know something for free. Of course. And so I was like, Hey, what's up? And then it was like, well, we were kind of thinking about considering you for the 2021 UCC challenge. Oh, you have my attention. <laughs> that's kind of how it happened. And then I got the notice, uh, we, we officially got the notice on day 105 till the event. Oh, wow. And I'm so, sitting there yeah, with no ago. axles under the truck, no motor, no tranny, no cage cert, no NHRA license. So 
Yeah, we're on day 49, in case you were wondering. Are there axles <laughs> under the truck yet? It's, uh, it's pretty tough right now. Oh, wait, so as of right now, there's no axles. No cage, no cert, no nothing. Well, no, that was on day 100. Okay, okay. We've already spent all of our money and a lot of other people's money. So okay. uh, we, got, we got a lot of stuff now. You got axles? We do. Got we a do. cage? We got enough. There you go. We got a cage. One or two. You got a we motor? We got a little, two trannies, two transfer cases, okay. eight turbochargers, three sets of injectors. <laughs> we have a lot of nitrous and a lot of fuel and a bunch of turbos. So I, I know how to brake shit. Like, not, that's not new to me. So it should be a good time. There you go. When uh, when do you expect to have the truck in, in one piece, you know, doing some testing and whatnot? <laughs> well, uh, ideally, you know, you need like, I don't know, at least two or three weeks of testing. But we all know it's going to come down to like 24 hours more than likely. So you're going to be yeah. testing at the event? Street hits out in front of the Brownsburg? It, it, yeah. yeah. Definitely. It, it seems like that's the normal for almost everybody in this level of competition. Very rarely our trucks proven and lined out when they actually go to compete. Well, I think one of the things that's really unique with this industry and this sport rather is you think of football or basketball, right? You go to, you, you, you play a season then you have the playoffs and then it's, you know, the Super Bowl for football, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chris, your, your truck's been a part. Your last go round was trying to go DPC 2020 and then with COVID all of that kind of fell apart. So yep. it, the, the industry's kind of been in shambles from a, a competitive, competition aspect unless like you're doing ODSS stuff so right. you weren't even even preparing or thinking about anything and then you get a call no. and you're just not going to back down and now you're like hey shotgunned into this let's do it so at least Correct. in other sports there's there's preparation for it right uh, what I basically did is called all my team in and got everybody at the shop and called all my sponsors and said hey we have an opportunity let's talk about what a goal should be if if this is worth the risk if are we going to get any return on this investment is it even worth it is it even possible and every single person said let's do it if you say no you're not going to get to go back very very rarely would you get to go back for a second chance yeah, yeah. so i was like you know what okay let's talk about this if we go up there and it blows up my name's on the side and all my customers and sponsors and all the people that help me is on the side. Okay, then it goes viral. Or if it makes the power we think it's going to make, it could go viral. So it's almost a win-win if it blows up or if it makes the number. Either way, your name's on the side of it, so what do you got to lose? We've I've, had this conversation, yeah, Chris I've, and I. Tony. Yeah. You know, or or, or, or Jerry Wagner. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, so both guys who went out there put on big shows. Uh, everybody was really hyped about the carnage. Uh, but I think both guys would also say that it was worth it to kind of go out there and prove what they were going to prove, right? Uh, they were going yep. out there trying to do something new, uh, trying to bring some sort of innovation to the industry. Uh, and then also, like, we've seen guys take big swings and come up middle of the pack, and nobody cared. Just, just to be real. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like yeah. like mediocrity is, is, is the death here, right? Is if you yep. show up, you don't blow up, you don't go for it all, and then you just end up in, you know, the, the, the bottom middle. half, who cares? Right. No, yeah. no, you're just one of the one of the guys there. What I think um, is unique, though, with Chris is there was so much preparation going into DPC, right, trying to sure. get voted in and all that, and he never was able to, 
you know, reap the benefits and, and, and get into that, right? So you know how to drive, you know what the truck setup is, you've always had a really good camp in your in, 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 in your area, you know, of the truck and getting everything put together, and now you get to test it on the biggest stage in diesel performance. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, I did reap a lot of benefits from the Diesel Power Challenge. Um, Diesel Power Magazine and KJ Jones and how many viewers they reach and the backing they have, them just giving a shout out or a feature has done amazing for my business. Absolutely amazing. I've had customers come to me from states away looking for that build just because they read it in the magazine. That's awesome. So I didn't have to compete. So I could only imagine if you did win or did really well. I could only imagine the exposure you could get. Yeah. Um, so it, it was very, very good. I so desperately wish it would come back because I definitely think we have the, what it takes to win. But um, I think that that age has probably came and went in today's standards. Yeah. Um, and then there was King of the Street. And it was kind of the same thing for King of the Street Challenge last year. We did a lot of preparing. We had a lot of new stuff. We went up there and we spun a rod bearing three rounds into drag racing. Yeah. And that was pretty disappointing because I didn't even have the truck turned up. I literally had it on level two, fuel only, and went my new personal best by over a quarter second. Ooh, wow. And we were like, man, we've really built something here. Like it, it, today it's working great. And then uh, and then it, it sounded funny on the return road and it was knocking its ass off. So it's just, it's a hard a hard lesson but every time we've stepped up our game you know going from the diesel power challenge to king of the street those are two drastically different programs and different expectations you know in diesel power challenge you can't change tires wheels turbos injectors motors axles whatever you can't you can't change that well in king of the street you can so you could have a drag turbo and a dyno turbo or drag injectors, dyno injectors. You can change tires, wheels for the dirt drag, sled pull, drag race, whatever. And then now here we are stepping up for the third time for the ultimate call out challenge. And there's literally almost zero rules. What is that? How does that impact your strategy? Now we've, we've seen wild swaps with axles and tires and engines, uh, pretty much everything. What are, how far are you willing to go? What, what are you thinking? Well, it, it's something we talk about and that's a hard question to answer because in street racing and in no prep and in drag racing, not just diesel, but gasoline also, sometimes the cars that win are the cars that go A to B. Yep. And you can have a guy that goes deep, deep, deep in the night or in the event going A to B and all the big dogs killing the tires half track so there is a certain level where you have to be conservative and know what you can put down and know what it takes to get down through the track and then sometimes you have no choice but to turn it up well i mean that that i think is just what comes with experience yeah for sure and you have a lot of seat time in that truck like you know, yeah. reinventing the wheel is one thing, but I mean, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, like, oh, you know, people reaching out on Instagram and on Facebook. Part of that is something you created because you've been so vocal and so informational, you know, sh- you're, you're very shareable with all the things that you do, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to have a voice whenever it's necessary, yeah. but most of the times it just gets lost in translation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now s- drag racing, definitely your area of expertise. Not a lot of sled pulling from what I remember, Chris. 
Yeah, well, we're in Texas, and there is a lot of sled pulling here, but I've really determined that sled pulling just really breaks a lot of parts. And Truth. it's hard. You know, that's that's really hard on drivetrain and the bank account and everything else. But the biggest issue with me and sled pulling is the experience because most sled pulling around me is 2.6, 3.0 smoothbore, 3.6. Well, I'm not a fan of one turbocharger. I think that's boring, smoky, laggy, high AGTs. So more than one turbo is a lot funner to me. And uh, they don't really like that in sled pulling world. So the only way I can hook to a sled is if they have an open pull class and then they have to have a special insurance policy for open pull because there's not really any rules or stipulations. So the safety equipment isn't on all the trucks that would do an open pull. So someone can get hurt very easily. So when I come rolling up with three turbos sticking out of the hood and all this crap, they instantly are like, Oh yeah, you can't do that. (laughs) So it's tough. So yeah, sled pulling is hard. I've put um, three or four times, and every time, with the exception of the diesel power challenge, when KJ let me test pull, it ended in a ball of flames and a bunch of broke parts. <laughs> Literally. That's well, well, because that becomes a part of the strategy, right? Is is we've seen guys go to UCC specifically saying like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the the drag strip, and it, the truck's gonna do what it's gonna do. I'm here for the dyno, and I'm here for the sled pull, and like." That's a we've learned that that's a really tough strategy because it seems to be make or break that Friday, Friday, Saturday when you're drag racing. That's right. what is going to determine <laughs> what the future of in your competition. Like it, yeah. it really does because if you don't do good there, it, there's nothing else. Like there is no amount of fighting back. At least so far, things could change, yeah. uh, but at least so far historically, yeah. If you, if you don't do good there, the rest of the weekend is like just spinning your wheels. Um, and then for the dyno, man, we've seen all sorts of crazy stuff now. D Rose was just telling us uh, about driving his truck on the dyno, never touching the throttle, only using nitrous, uh, yep. special ways of driving. Also threw out a big challenge this year. I forget what the cash prize is. How much is it? I want to say it was 10000 It's a big chunk of money to whoever could beat his dyno number. Are you going for it? Man, does the sun rise on the east? Does a beer <laughs> shit in the woods? Come on. Absolutely. You think we're not going to get up there and flex? You're crazy. <laughs> if there's ever a time to shoot for the moon, I think that's the one. You think it's on the dyno. Okay. Absolutely. And then the sled pull, traditionally not a lot of people who are still <laughs> sticking around UCC know anything about sled pulling. Right, right. Um, I would agree. And, and and the few who do, like, God, what was it two years ago that Tony had already blown up so he, that slapped his truck like yeah. literally like pieced the truck back together yeah. just to go down the track um power driven diesel the one year threw on like the huge super swampers yeah, it was wild that was a sight to see that remember being wild. in the pits yeah seeing that thing confused. Yeah. At, yeah i was standing at the tree that they almost yep. ran through yep. um so like we get we'll get a few you, you know good sled pullers out there but but usually by the time the sled pulls coming around like guys are just like man if my truck goes 100 feet here i'm happy right <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. Um, do you plan on doing some big chassis adjustments, big tire adjustments? How do you plan on, on approaching? I mean, I assume at at the very least a weight box. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a weight box set up. Um, Dan Valance of Valor Clutch has given me his last year's tires and he's like a three Oh smoothbore champ around this, this neck of the woods or maybe even bigger. And, uh, he helps me a lot on the sled pull aspect. 
So we've got his little secret combination for where he was on those tires. I think that'll help a lot. I'm naturally a real dually, so that's nice. And then long wheelbase, uh, that's one area where my weight would actually help as opposed to hurting me. Right. So I think I think we're going to do good. I hope I can make up for it with my lack of experience. But you just <laughs> never really know. Well, that's the truth of it. Yeah, I mean, it is also rapidly approaching you had mentioned from the time that we're recording this we're 40 some days yeah. out is that right or 50 yeah. some days yeah. out 45 yeah today's 49, 49. yeah um that that puts the pressure on everybody this is the time where literally every competitor we're going to interview between now and the show we might catch one guy with a truck completely together right that's going to be closer to the show <laughs> you know yeah um, so, uh, Matt from fast came by yesterday and I was talking with him he was like, well, you haven't really posted. You haven't shown where you're at. I need to see what you're doing. So I showed him and I was like, man, I'm getting pretty, pretty nervous here. And he's like, well, everyone's at this stage you're at right now. So yeah. I was like, Oh, cool. Sweet. We're good then. Okay. I'm still going to keep working though, but that's good to know. Yeah, don't slow down or sleep or anything. Oh, like not. you're, no, you still no, need to be no, going no. full out. Yeah. Um, hey, listen. This year, I'm asking. I'm sure you're. I'm sure if I were to ask you for a prediction for top three, you would be in that top three. Who's there with you? Oof. I don't know. That's that's tough. You don't even have to give them to me in order. I don't even know, man. I mean, we. I think we can all kind of agree that Derek Rose is not coming back, right? Correct. I don't think there's the interest with the truck right now. Okay. And then I don't think Sean Baca can rebuild in time to the level they probably want to rebuild it. So I think he's not going to be there, right? Uh, I, and then, oh, yeah. I, yeah, well, I, well, yeah. I think you might be right. We, he from is, what Paul and I have not seen, listed he as is not listed as website. a competitor. Right. And no one's confirmed nor denied. Industrial is building a truck right now that they're teasing about. But you never know what's going to happen. Right. Uh and then Levon doesn't really have anything of this caliber that they would be competing with that I've seen. Although they are the, the king at this sport, so you never really know they could do something. No, he's officially. Yeah, he's he a, told us he, on the on show Mike, yeah. not not going to be competing so, at UCC. They're doing the ODS stuff, and he'll uh, he'll support some of his yep. customers, and that that's where he left it. Yep. So really, we you don't really know, right? I mean, you got the Justin Ziegler's of the world this year. You got yourself. You do. Um, yeah, you know, do you think do you think a Duramax is going to make it in the top three? You think a Power no. Stroke is going to make it in the top Chris three? Blue both guys from from out in your neck yeah. of the woods. Right, right. No, I don't think you're going to see a Duramax or a Power Stroke in top three. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's horsepower and torque combined. That's right. a really really big number. So if you got a truck that does 2,200 horse and 20, 2,400 horsepower or a torque, sorry, is that enough to win? I guess it. I, I, I look I at it so. this way, I, Chris. I, I agree with you in the sense of a coming an inline motor is is going to be more aggressive in the torque output, right? So if you're able to make the horsepower, torque is going to follow. But at the same time, I mean, I we we have in the past seen some some very impressive torque numbers out of a Duramax, and at the end of the day, it's it's what everyone brung that day, 
you know. So right, it, it, right. it's going to it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Historically, though, Cummins engines are going to have a very aggressive torque output versus the horsepower number, where right. a V8 Agreed. is going to be more consistent. You know, they're they're going to be somewhat in the sure. streamlined. You know, they're going to be con- yep. in the same ballpark. Yeah. But right. uh, you know, so n- top three, no V8s, all all Cummins. Well, uh, so I, I assume we're talking about top three of overall standings, right? Overall, yeah, yeah we're talking. Yeah. We're talking so on the podium, top three, right? So then you have to really consider dyno and sled pull because drag race could be any of them, right? Probably down to Cummins versus Duramax in the drag race. I, so that's kind of uh, uh, not really much of an advantage to either one. But dyno, I believe the advantage is Cummins because of the torque number. Like, do you think? Like, do you think it's going to take 6,000 combined to win the dyno? No. No. You don't think it's going to take that much? No, no. I don't think so. I, don't, I mean, listen, we, we it's funny. We were just asking Chris Cyril about this yeah. just the other week from UCC about, like, man, a few years back, we all were talking about 3,000 horsepower on yeah. the dyno. And now I don't know if 3,000 horsepower on the dyno is something that anybody's pursuing seriously. I mean, I hope. But right. but actually seeing it to the wheels and and understanding traction like like at that point it, it, there's there's a lot of other factors than just can you make the power because I think well, a lot of people Derek, have shown its potential to make the power. That's where Derek Rose was saying driving the truck on the dyno, not using the throttle, you know, using his nitrous to to get the vehicle up and going, and how he uses it, right, and brings down the throttle, and, uh, things like that. And, and we've seen it from Levon too about yeah. the, you know, throw an extra weight over over the ass end yep. just to try to press it down because at a certain point all the skill in the world there's still some physics here about spinning a tire with three thousand foot pounds of torque to it you you know what i mean like yep there's just a lot that goes into it and i haven't heard the buzz now maybe it's out there maybe people are still going for it and now they're just everybody wants to hold it close to the chest that's cool um but no i don't think it'll take six thousand combined to win the dyno i i think it'll be lower than that yeah and then sled pull what who's you know What's it going to take to win that? The only Duramax I see from my experience, but I'm obviously biased, and I don't have time to investigate the competition like other people. But um, I think Tony in the sled pull and the horsepower combined. So if you had to pick the top three, I guess it would be Tony would be up there. And I agree with that. I, I we Paul brought it up in one of the other interviews that we've had over the last couple of weeks that he sees uh, Tony Burkhardt being in that top three. You know, definitely yeah. has the seasonality and the experience. I mean, he's probably one of the most experienced drivers that are going to be at this thing. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Slim, and you know, yeah. we're going to take some heat for these predictions because now oh, people sure. are going to be calling us like, "Well, what about him? What about that?" No, listen, I mean, listen. Oh, it it's going to be anybody's great. Game. It's it anybody's, anybody's game. Oh, there's going to be. There's going to be so much drama and shit talk over what we're saying. I oh, can't yeah. wait. It's going to be good. Oh, They'll yeah. have whole private chats just talking bad about it. Yeah, talking <laughs> shit about Paul. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> screenshots of conversations about me in private groups. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Bro, I told you I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. I didn't know I was that controversial. Golly, guys. Okay. I'm just some guy in Texas. Jeez. <laughs> just another comments. Um, uh, no, it's a street truck. It is a legit street truck. It'll have license plates on it and inspection. This is not a race truck. I think the biggest flex is just drive it from Texas to Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, yeah. you got quiet there. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Well, I'm so, yeah, I'm going to have to do a GoFundMe to buy fuel on the way home. <laughs> you can stop it. Of course, Indy. I don't ask for I'm sure you can so find some work. Don't worry. Yeah. 
Hey, when I, whenever we went to the diesel power challenge, I had to sell a few parts on the way there and back because I was like, man, we got to come up with some cash, bro. <laughs> We're not using that exhaust manifold of that turbo, right? All right, load it up. <laughs> Get on Facebook. I'll be in this area to the 22nd. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, man, it must be nice to have all that money. It's like, I don't have money. I don't have any money. I don't pay myself for my shop. I have really good people that stand behind me, and I have a whole lot of parts. <laughs> and, and it takes a team it takes an entire team to do this That's it's it. ridiculous the dedication you have to have to be competitive in this sport yeah well it is and I, I think that's that's been one of the things that ucc has really i think brought to light for a lot of the diesel community of, of just enthusiasts and people who kind of follow along and read the magazines for years and then all of a sudden ucc has opened up this like there's a lot of access to behind the scenes. Yeah, there's there, a lot of access to what, of what open pits actually means, where I mean, you as a fan can go walk around and actually like talk I, to these guys and I remember, see them thrashing on trucks. I remember years ago going to Shides, right? And you go for the sled pull the drag race, and you go into the pits, and you see us. You know, there's a it's a there's a level of competition. And for years, Shides was one of the more popular, bigger events in sure. the country. TS when TS was going on, also very popular. But then you jam pack the the dyno drag race sled pull at ucc have open pits it is a eye-opener okay to you know you go walk in the pits uh after drag racing or after the dyno event on a on a friday or a saturday night and you see the level of dedication just guys constantly running around golf carts all over side by sides all over the place trucks coming in and out of the facility yelling at oh i need this oh i need that or whatever it this isn't a you know this isn't Chris Patterson in his Cummins Dooley, right? It's 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 nope. a much bigger team yeah. or you know operation than just that one person and that one truck that you've read in the magazine or read about online. You know that that yep. that's one is. one piece of the puzzle. Yep, a lot of people don't see that, and you couldn't do any of this without that level of dedication and the level of passion. Because I can't I can't pay my my guys to work on this truck. I, when it comes time to go home, it's like, well, they'll be like, well, how late are you going to be up here? Like, oh, probably midnight. What do you got going tonight? You want to help? We're going to do this and this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love to. All right, cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. Well, they and share that, the same passion. Have they yeah. share a passion. They see it. a vision. You know, they, they're they part of the team for a reason, you know. If, if you come to my shop and you're looking for a job or you're needing something to do or whatever, it, if you're looking at it like a job, like you're going to leave at five o'clock and you're going to make this much money. I can't even associate you in the shop because I, I can't have that, man. Uh, you have to be on board with the team. I'm not saying you got to work for free, but you have to understand of the bigger picture and the goal that we're trying to aspire to be. You, you, you have to have that drive. And if you can't have that drive, I'm really not interested in having you hang around. Yeah, that's it, man. Well, Chris, I, I love this level of dedication. I love how competitive you are, and we're really excited to see you go out and perform at UCC. Best of luck to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's been a long journey, and I'm kind of ready to flex. <laughs> we're excited to see you. <laughs> Absolutely. Listeners, stick around. Coming up next, we're going to have another segment from our super tech, Jeremy Garnett, and, of course, we'll also be talking about some troubleshooting here at the end of the show. All right, guys, you know that I'm excited to be here with our super tech, Jeremy Garnett, to talk a little bit more about what's going on in the shop over here at Calibrated Power Home of Duramax Tuner. Jeremy, how the hell are you? I am great. How are you? 
I'm doing good. Hey, guys, if you haven't done so already, jump over onto your Instagram feed. You can follow Jeremy along on Instagram with a lot of shop jobs and cool trucks and pictures of, like, you know, doing a real job for a living. Um, <laughs> so Jeremy's handle is jgarnett, G-A-R-N-E-T-T, zero, zero. So find him over there, and I think you guys are going to really like some of the stuff he's posting. Jeremy, what do we got today, man? What's the truck? Uh, well, this week we got a 12 LML. On, Are you beating up on LMLs? Are you only bringing LMLs to the show on purpose? It seems like uh, LMLs and uh, LOIs lately. That's... Oh, man. Yeah, we have had, you know, and it's funny we talk about this because it seems to come in groups. Like, all of a sudden we'll have yeah. eight Cummins in the shop. And then a month later, it's uh, you see nothing but LMLs in the shop. And I'm like, what's going on out there? What gets really weird about it is uh, we see we won't see a job for six months or like a year. Yeah, and then next thing you know, we get that same job that comes in. We see four of them, right? Right. And it's like we've I haven't done this in two years, and now I'm doing four of them in a row. It's like what the hell's going on here, man? That that's it. That's live in the shop, though, right? Yeah. Is you never know what's going to be there next week, or maybe even this afternoon sometimes. So so yeah. Uh, all right, man. So we're talking about a 12 LML. This is the earlier generations of the LML. Yep. What were the symptoms, or what was the problem? Well, symptoms is no start, died on the road. Again? Yep. Fuel system. Fuel system. Oh, this one. Now, last time, guys, we talked about this a few weeks ago, um, or maybe a week ago. I, I'm not sure where these will fall. Um, we had an LML in, died on the road driving, and you had diagnosed it, and it came out to be not the main fuel pressure regulator, but the secondary yep. regulator. And then this time, driving, dies on the road. Dead. <laughs> and it, it, it was dead, from my understanding. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So, so what was it? So you brought it in the shop, and what happened? Well, this I want to talk about this one. I mean, I know that we just had that other one, but I really want to talk about this one because this one here it did the CP4 failed. Yeah. So, but we pulled it in, pulled the no fuel, of course. Uh, pulled it in, pulled the regulator full of metal. Oh. So I mean, okay, we know we know we got a problem. Yeah. We know we need a fuel system. Um. There is no customer since uh, we just bought this truck. It's uh, We bought the truck because of the problem. So we're going to use it as a new shop truck and everything. And then we were digging into it a little bit. And I'm like, okay, now we got to replace the fuel system. Well, this truck was giving me problems from point one. It's got 300K on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a dually. Yeah. <laughs> and it just did not want to be nice. So, well, I started uh, taking, you know, EGR. Okay, at that point, I know a couple weeks ago we talked about replacing an actuator yeah. on an LML. Well, since I have it apart, I'm going to replace it. Why spend 14 hours or 12 <laughs> hours to do a job if I'm going to be right there? Right. So I took that apart. Again, 300K on this truck, EGR. It's all highway miles. Oh. The guy towed with it. That's all he ever did. I love that. But I started taking the CP4 out. Well, any tech or anybody that might or might not know knows that the CP4s have to be timed. So a CP3, you can just slap them in, CP4 has to be timed. Start spit cranking the motor over, and I'm like, man, I'm like, I can't get the timing mark lined up because it was pretty close. So I start going over one whole revolution, and I see that there's a crack in a gear. And like man, I'm like Nick. You got to look at this. Like there's <laughs> we, like this thing locked up so hard that it actually cracked the gear on the CP4. Oh my god! So it's like how, 
dead of a stop or like <laughs> how, how would that feel as you're driving? Can or, you just imagine like like because you're talking about immediate stop of fuel? Yeah, but you still have RPM, you still have weight, you still have momentum, you still have turbo, like right. you still have everything else in your truck being like go. And then that just stops. Yeah, and I believe the guy was towing. Oh my god! So I was like, "How, how would how that feel?" So, started taking it apart. Got it. I got the pump out, and uh, Justin, our media guy, or you know, producer, he uh, he actually put a picture of the gear and the pump on uh, Instagram on yeah. Duramax Tuner. That is the truck out. That is the <laughs> that is what we're talking about out of this truck. So, well, when the gear came off or the gear broke it actually rubbed through the timing cover that didn't oh rub through the timing cover yeah. but it hit the timing cover right so now that's all aluminum shavings down into the timing cover into the oil pan oh no so so it, it went from bad worse to worse <laughs> <laughs> so and then okay now i gotta pull the front timing cover clean the timing cover i was already planning on resealing the lower oil pan anyways right i mean so I pulled the front timing cover, washed everything down to the oil pan, got the oil pan off of it, and I didn't see any other metal in there, and it didn't rub too bad onto the cover. So right, that's that's one of those brutal jobs where, like you said, it just every time you you take that next step, you're like, oh no, what's this? No. So okay, then get the. So I like doing things in stages, um, as in. One part of the job, I mean, we're replacing the complete fuel system, rails, lines, injectors, everything. Sure. So I start, get the pump back in, I start going to the injectors, four of the eight injectors are stuck oh. into the head, can't get them out. Oh. So I, I know I've said in the past, you got sometimes you just got to make tools or you just got to make something work. Yeah. Um, a GM lug nut is the same size as the... Uh, or the line bolts to the, or screws to the top of the injector. Okay. Works perfect. Uh, <laughs> welded, welded my slide hammer to it, and uh, I was able to get the injectors out. <laughs> so, first time I've ever had to use a slide hammer on an injector. <laughs> and, but, hey, got the truck running. I love that. I love that. What, what's the pro tip on this one? Is uh Double check everything. So I caught myself on this truck. Um, okay. As I, I got everything back together and was going to crank the truck, um, I did not double check my torque on my fuel rail, and I left one of the lines was a little loose, so it was sucking air. Okay. Okay. And, and the truck wouldn't start. And <laughs> so just double check yourself. You know, if you had double torque, you know, if you did when you're torquing everything, just. If you have to, go over it twice. Sure. Just double check yourself. And that, that one can drive you nuts because the CP4 already takes forever to get yeah. it cranking again and to get it back up to cranking pressure once you replace one. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I could just imagine the day of like, rah, 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 Well, in this case, too, the truck came in not running. Right. So it's like, what what, what happened? It, it, <laughs> like, what's, what is really going on? Yeah. And, um, we fixed a bunch of shit, but did we fix everything? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, just I, I just double check. I mean, I, when you're torquing the fuel rails or you know you're torquing stuff down, just take your time, double yeah. check it, and then this in the end of this one truck runs great. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for the pro tip and for joining us today, Jeremy. Uh, no problem. Have a good day, guys. Uh, guys, make sure you stick around. Uh, coming up next, we're gonna have one of our customer service experts try to walk me through a normal everyday diesel guy problem. 
All right, guys, we're here with our diesel expert, Sean Lynn again. Sean, how the hell are you? Great. How are you, Paul? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for coming down. Our, our listeners are really enjoying this portion of the show. Yeah, glad to be here again. Absolutely. Sean, I got a fun one for you today. Uh, I came across this uh, working, I randomly had to take a phone call. Uh, I came across this one. Guy got a message uh, saying you need to bring your truck in for a recall. Now, this was a, God, don't quote me on the year, but I want to say like a 2019 2.8 liter Colorado. I know you drive a Colorado. Yeah, got a 2016. So you you have you have dealt with this before because those trucks have had a couple of recalls come out with them pretty much across the board no matter what year you have, right? Yeah, there's been two on my 2016, and they're optional, so I just never did them. <laughs> well, I guess that's what I wanted to talk about because uh, this customer ha- already had our tuning, uh, and this would apply for if you had anybody's tuning on your 2.8 liter. Uh, so he got a he got a recall notice. So he scheduled the recall, and he called me and said, "What do I need to do to make sure I don't have any problems with the dealer or with my tuning?" Yeah, that's a great question, Paul. Um, we get it all the time. Um, people ask, like, "Hey, you know, dealers telling me they need to update my truck. What do I need to do, and how do I go about doing this?" And so, typically, we just recommend that they go back to the stock engine tune. They normally don't mess with the transmission, so as long as you're on the stock engine tune, you're totally fine to go into the dealer and have that recall done. And when you finally get the truck back from the dealership, we basically just need a new stock readoff of the truck because they changed the operating system on there, and we basically just need to update the tunes. That's right. That's right. That's a really good point, right? I think that's one a lot of guys miss. I think a lot of guys probably end up talking to us after they've gotten the recall done, they get the truck home, they're sitting in their garage, they're like, cool, I'm going to put my tunes back on it, and then they get an error code, right? And that that's usually the point that I think they call and talk to you. Yeah, it's usually an incompatible operating system or similar codes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so incompatible operating system. So uh, if you just think about, like, your phone or your computer, any computer you've ever had, they'll run off of different updated operating systems. With trucks, we get the same thing in their engine computers. So if you have an older operating system, some of the tables, some of the parameters, some of the definitions may be slightly different than the newer version of that, that OS or that operating system. So every time we tune the truck, we want to make sure that we're matching our tunes with the operating system that your truck is running on. That way we don't have any weird, funky problems. Uh, and the tuning software allows us to check that before flashing the tunes, thank God. So so if you get a code that says something about operating system or something along those lines, you can always give us a call. But in general, the solution is going to be making sure we get a stock read off of the the newest version or newest whatever you have on the ECM, and then we'll build our tunes off of that operating system. That way we know we have perfect compatibility. Yeah, it's like your truck used to have Windows 8 on it, and they're putting Windows 10 on it now. <laughs> so it's not going to let you put Windows 8 over Windows 10. I love that. That's a perfect analogy. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Paul. Guys, make sure you stick around. Uh, I'll be right back with Chris, and we'll go ahead and wrap up this show for you. Upgrade the factory transmission oil cooler in your truck with the XDP Extra Cool Direct Fit Transmission Oil Cooler. The XDP Extra Cool Direct Fit Transmission Oil Coolers provide you with an upgraded bolt-on design. Each transmission cooler is built with a high-efficiency core to maximize cooling. Designed as a direct fit replacement, 
This transmission cooler comes ready to install with all the brackets, hardware, and accessories needed for installation. To find out more about the XDP Extra Cool Direct Fit Transmission Oil Coolers, check out xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. Worley Custom Fabrication is known for their world-class powder coating, S300, S400, traction bars, and all sorts of other just really, really cool parts for your Duramax, Cummins, and I think even a few Power Stroke parts here and there. Today, we're going to be talking about the 2020 GMC 2500 and 3500 Fender Flare Billet Marker Light Delete Kit. Uh, so. The, these brand new L5Ps have the marker lights and a lot of guys don't like them. Just flat out, just a lot of guys are not into that look. What they would prefer to have is a color matched billet piece right there to delete that light kit and have it just look a little bit cleaner on the truck, a little bit less flashy. So it's kind of a really cool understated exterior piece. Um, and I think it's one of those that it's pretty easy to scan over, but once you see it, you're like, oh, I get it and I love it. Uh, so these will help you clean up the look of your 2020 GMC Sierra or Denali HD truck by replacing the amber fender flare marker lights with these CAD designed CNC machined billet aluminum marker light delete plates from WC Fab. Available with machine WC Fab logo or without in raw aluminum or of course what you're all gonna choose paint matching of fine texture or fine texture black powder coat to blend into the OEM black plastic fender flare trap. Installs very, very easily. It's a couple of simple hand tools, comes with everything that you guys are gonna need to install it. Uh, if you are thinking about it, or if you have one and you'd like to clean up the look a little bit, no problem at all. Jump over to wcfab.com and you'll be able to find that part right away. The other sponsor I wanted to talk about today is Exergy Performance. With their background in OE development and manufacturing, Exergy Performance brings a unique perspective to the high performance world. They know what features and specifications need to be to ensure proper function. They know how to produce them and they know how to verify that they're correct. The verification process and the equipment that they use is very untypical of a standard diesel repair shop. It, it actually allows them to look at many more system performance characteristics beyond just the average fuel output, which is how most shops will just test it. Uh, what they test is actually from idle to full power using factory calibration points and a few points of their own uh, that they've added for the high performance market. They can fully map a set of injectors uh, and have done so for I don't know, a, a countless number of, of people out there. Uh, the guys who are running at the very top of the industry are running Exergy. The guys who are running their normal street truck are running Exergy. Every one of our employees who has a modified set of injectors is running Exergy. There's a reason that we use them time and time again. If you guys are looking for more, uh, you can check out Exergy's website, uh, but you're probably best off giving a call over to DuramaxTuner.com um, giving a call over to WC Fab, giving a call over to uh, any of their distributors who are out there. Also, if you need technical assistance and you've bought from a distributor, uh, I believe you can still reach out to Exergy if you need to. 
All right, guys. Uh, Chris Patterson, a lot of fun on the show. Yeah, do you, how do you think a dually long bed crew cab is really going to stack up with some of the competitors we have going into 2021? I think if anybody's going to pull off a top three performance with that setup, it's probably Chris Patterson. Okay. Nobody tell him that I said something nice about him. Though. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. Right. Okay. Uh, also, huge shout out, Jeremy Garnett, another great Super Tech segment. Uh, thank you so much for your pro tips. Uh, and also our, our diesel diagnostics segment. Yeah. It's getting better. Also, it, it I is. like it. It's, it's getting it's better. More, it's a lot more fun. Guys, if you want to comment on it, give us feedback, suggestions, tips, or just requests for the show, make sure you jump over to Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast uh, Facebook group. That's probably the best way to interact with Chris directly if you really want to talk about the podcast. Yeah, or you. Yeah, or, yeah. or I will jump on us, if necessary. You know, no we, we love being on there. So, guys, if you have anything, please. Positive feedback. Let's hear it. That's right. Five stars on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. When you go to a bar and someone buys you a shot and you turn it down, you're a fucking loser. Like, you don't turn down (laughs) liquor. You don't turn down an invite.